as soon as I open it, roaches. To where when I walk in the house, <laughs> did you scream? Hold. <laughs> Welcome back to Econics Talks, guys. When I pop up, everybody gonna be like, man, overnight success. Lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. Are you serious about this? Because if you are, then I'm willing to back the business. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Econics Talks. Guys, today we're going to be doing part three of our Airbnb series and how to get started in that business. So first of all, thank you guys for all of your support. Um, I've got a lot of new listeners on the podcast. So shout out to all the new subscribers. Thank you guys for your support as always. And like, share with um, anybody that you know could benefit from the information and the interviews that we have on our platform. So now we're going to go ahead and get right into it. So where we left off was getting it ready. So what we talked about last time was where to find the um, the most inexpensive items, how to kind of bargain shop. We also talked about your cleaners, how to find those, how to find a handyman and essentially build your team out. But one, one of the things that I didn't mention last time um, or stress the importance of was your relationship with your cleaning company or that cleaning crew. So one of the things that you're going to realize is you can't do it all. When running a business like this, you have to have a team. You have got to have a team. I cannot stress that enough. I'm doing this type of business, especially if you have multiple units. I mean, even if you have one, you still need a team, especially if you're working. So for those of you, for those professionals who are, or people who are still working full-time jobs, understand you need to take care of your cleaning people. Um, they are such a vital piece to making this business run. And I will explain. So there are a lot of times where, or there are times where you may mess up on your calendar. There are times where you may get a last minute booking and this is quite common. So if you have a guest that may cancel and it leaves your booking, um, it leaves your, your unit open, you may have somebody come in there last minute. Well, um, let's say your last guest trashed a place and you need your cleaner to come in on a, a whims notice, you definitely want to make sure that you take time out to express your appreciation for your cleaning people um, and treat them more like a partner instead of somebody who works for you. And the reason for that is because when things don't necessarily go your way, you're going to need um, them to come through for you. So some of those things may look like you can leave them a tip. You can tip them extra. Some cleaning, some cleaning companies will go the extra mile for you. Uh, they will make the beds, clean up. They will go get supplies. They will leave little extra notes for you. And they're not required to do that. So understand they are a vital piece of this puzzle. And without them, this business does not run. So make sure you treat them accordingly. Make sure you treat them accordingly. I cannot stress that enough, y'all, because I've had so many instances where or situations where I've had last minute bookings or I've had things happen while I was at work and I wasn't necessarily able to get to the property. And, you know, 
they were able to take care of that. You know, I've had, I've had it, had situations where guests have left things and, um, my cleaner went ahead and mailed everything off to them. Um, that I didn't have to do that. They, they, you know, she took the time out of her day to take care of that for me. But on the back end, you guys have to understand you gotta take care of them. So next, I want to talk about the dummy listing. What a dummy listing is, or let me explain the purpose of what of what a dummy listing is. So some of the goals or the goal for the entire thing of this business is one to profit, to make some money, right? So you want to secure that property and you want to get a move-in date. So that's one of those goals as far as the beginning steps. So if you do everything correctly, you should be able to turn your unit around within 48 to 72 hours of your your initial move-in date. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but you know, follow me here. It's definitely doable. Another one of your goals should be to move in and prepare your listing as quick as possible. So you need to have it rent ready. You need to have pictures up for the listing and you need to get those reservations coming through ASAP. So in order to do that, a lot of times people will create what's called a dummy listing. So for example, let's say you secure a unit, but you haven't gotten it ready. Like it's not ready at all. Well, one of the things you can do is create or create the listing and then take some pictures off of, you can go on the website, you can pull um, your, essentially the pictures that they have this, that describes your unit that you have. Um, and you can post those pictures up, but in your listing, make sure you list a disclaimer that, hey guys, uh, this uh, these are, this is what the unit looks like, but you know, updated pictures will be added soon. So make sure you let your guests know that, you know, you don't want to have any false advertisement out there, but those types of pictures do give the uh, guest or person that wants to book an idea of what that apartment looks like. And then when you go ahead and update those pictures, then you'll be ready to go. It just gives you an, it gives you that footprint that you need for those people who are, um, who, who you want to book. So you want to make sure you get that done ASAP. Now, some of the mistakes that I made, um, and we definitely want to talk about that so you guys can avoid those. Well, one, I did not create a dummy listing. I didn't start working until I moved in. And that was a huge mistake for me. I tried to prep, but I really didn't know where to go. So because I didn't start working until I moved in and I also didn't know where to start, I was scrambling. Guys, I was scrambling. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. Um, and I was just trying to figure everything out. Well, what you can do or some of the right things to do is, again, create that listing beforehand. And then you want to block out those dates. So what you want to do is you want to, as soon as you secure that property, let's say you guys get that get that lease agreement. Well, you don't want to set a move-in date immediately. Why? Because the minute you set that move-in date, now you got to pay for it. Now you're wasting money because your your unit isn't going to be ready. And it, it takes more than three days to get a unit ready. I want to be very clear here. It takes more than 72 hours to get a unit ready. However, if you do this the right way and you set and you secure that property, set your move-in date about two weeks out. That's the key here. Set your move-in date about two weeks out or whatever time you need, whatever prep time you need to get that unit ready. Make sure you do that. Create that dummy listing and block those days off. So now you're able to get bookings while you're getting the apartment or getting your unit ready. 
So give yourself that that cushion. So now you're able to go shopping. You're able to go, you know, ship things. You're able to go store things and 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 and, and pick up everything you need for the place. You're definitely going to run into some hiccups. Expect things to go wrong because you're going to have to make adjustments. So another mistake that I made was. You know, I didn't really have a plan for decorating and that cost me an entire month. And that one really stung. I am not a decorator. I do not know anything about decorating. So I had to call for help. I had to send out the SOS, y'all. I was struggling. Um, Decorating is not my strong suit. So um, for me, I went to Ikea. I went three different times and I purchased absolutely nothing. Complete waste of my time. And I could have had it cash flowing sooner, but I got stuck in analysis paralysis. So what that means, guys, is I kept analyzing the situation because I was scared to pull the trigger because I knew once I pulled the trigger, I couldn't really go back. And that that really, really um, hurt me when it came down to the time piece, the timeline piece. And because I didn't necessarily have a plan for decorating, it caused me to overspend. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. You have to prepare for a business like this. So have a budget and stick to that budget. If you go outside of that budget, well, that's on you, on your personal, the personal side of your, of how you run your business. But understand if you do not have a plan, you will overspend. And for somebody like me, I didn't have a plan and that caused a lot of issues for me. So I overspent on the furniture and not necessarily saying that I bought bad things, but I overspent and I could have saved money and cut some costs um, that I didn't necessarily have have to have to spend. And I know a lot of people are talking, you want to talk about the whole business credit thing and building that. And a lot of people want to use, you know, financial engines to furnish your places. So definitely doable. It's something that I did myself, but, you know, we'll go into um, detail about that later. Uh, But definitely you want to make sure that you have that plan for your decorations. Some of you have the ability to hire a hire an interior decorator. Um, In my situation, I wasn't able to do so. So I had to lean on my resources. So guys, get resourceful. Definitely leverage your resources so that you can get help, Um, whether it's your girlfriend or, you know, you know, a guy that's really good at decorating, whatever. Find somebody that can help you decorate. What's up, Econics fam? It's Josh checking in. I want to quickly dive into something crucial, your financial peace. So picture this, comfortable conversations about your budget that actually makes sense, life insurance that's not a headache, and managing your debt without all of the confusion. Well, that's exactly how I intend to serve all of you. So if you'd like to connect and begin your journey towards financial freedom, well, just tap the link in the show notes to schedule a meeting and we'll chat. I'm really excited to show you how I can earn your business. And now on to the show. Another mistake I made was I thought that going the inexpensive route was was the was the way and not that, let me rephrase that not necessarily going the expensive inexpensive route was the, was the way to go but because of that lack of planning like I said I wasted a ton of time when all I had to do was create a shopping list so for you guys who are kind of stuck on where to start and what you would need to include um, I have already created a shopping list if you like access to that shopping list, reach out to me on Instagram. Um, My name is Joshua Bent with an underscore at the end, J-O-S-H-U-A-B-E-N-T underscore at the end. Reach out to me and I can send you that 
that guide. Um, if you also, you can subscribe to the newsletter on the website. And again, all these notes, all of these are in the show notes. So if you need access and you can't remember or pause or whatever, go in the show notes. All the links are in there on how to get in contact with us for those lists. We also have a private group chat uh, strictly for Airbnb. So if you guys want to join that, we do a lot of self-help is self-help um, and collabs there as well. So I definitely want to make sure you guys know that. So I, you know, I talked about uh, the shopping list um, a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things that you know I got a question on was I included a rice cooker on there, and I think it's important because you have to think like a guest. You have to think like that that person who you're trying to build that experience for a rice cooker. And this is just one of the, one of the things that was on there. There's a ton of things on there that, you know, some people may think is a great idea. Some people may not think it's a good idea, but something like a rice cooker, you guys got to understand that people want to cook. Um, people do cook at Airbnbs. So, um, rice is a, a cross-cultural, um, food and a lot of types, a lot of different types of people, um, from all different types of backgrounds cook and eat rice. So something like that may seem like, uh, why would I need that? But when you actually apply it to the people that come to stay at your Airbnb, understand that this is small, but it does add a lot of value to your, your listing. Um, a couple other things that I have on that list, um, you know, something like, you know, Q-tips, Q-chip jar, blow dryers, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, women will leave their blow dryers at home or people will forget stuff. You know, I've heard some people having a, a little basket with some like knickknacks, uh, like little travel size, uh, toothpaste or travel size shampoo and that kind of stuff. You want to make sure um, you're doing those kinds of things. So create that shopping list guys to make sure you are maximizing, um, your time and you're not wasting time. So now I want to transition over to insurance. So how do you protect your investment? A lot of people don't necessarily understand. I know this is kind of the boring part, but you guys, this is important as well because just because you're investing, you need to protect that investment in order to make sure that it continues to cash flow. So now we're going to break down how the Airbnb insurance actually works. And I have some personal experience with this as well. So what they call it is the host protection insurance. So specifically, the type of insurance is it provides hosts with a primary liability insurance co coverage. So again, it's primary liability insurance coverage. What that means is it applies First, regardless of any other type of insurance policy that the host may have. So let me explain. So, for example, there are a lot of hosts who they want extra coverage. And this is very common. Um, a lot of different hosts, they will have uh, vacation rental insurance or short term rental insurance. And that's something that you guys can shop around in your local um, areas and where you guys are located. So just a simple, quick Google search like, hey, vacation rental insurance and then start going on those on those websites. Um, it's relatively inexpensive. Um, it's not anything super crazy um, that you would have to pay out. But I will say something like that does give you an added layer of insurance and protection in case something does go wrong um, because Airbnb insurance doesn't cover everything. So what they do cover, um, Airbnb does cover pretty much 
all damages or most damages. So it provides you up to a million dollars in liability coverage. So again, y'all not getting no million, but up to a million dollars in liability coverage. I would hope that nobody or no one ever gets a million dollars in damages. That would really suck. And I probably would cry (laughs) to keep it a hundred with you. Um, But It covers guests if they are hurt. Let me repeat that. It covers guests if they are hurt. One of the, you know, people who aren't necessarily in this field, they always say, Josh, you got to make sure you do this. Got to make sure you do this in case somebody gets hurt. Well, Airbnb insurance, the host protection insurance does cover guests if they are hurt or the property gets damaged or if a pet damages your property. So some hosts are um, okay with uh, pets. Some are not. Me personally, not really big on it, but I have made a few exceptions depending on the the breed of a dog or the type of pet that it is. So when you're looking at protecting um, your home, definitely understand that you are protected. But if you want that added layer of insurance, um, you can get personal or you can get vacation rental insurance and that will help you out as well. So things that Airbnb insurance does not cover, it doesn't cover um, Chinese drywall. So I, didn't, I had to look this up because I didn't know what it was. But Chinese drywall is essentially a building material that was utilized um, some years ago, but they don't utilize it anymore. So if you have any questions on the type of drywall that you have, um, definitely go look at that. Um, if you have a, and this is typically for people who have um, apartment or homes uh, more so, because most most um, apartment complex complexes more than likely won't use Chinese drywall. It's just not a very good building material and it causes a lot of structural issues, but definitely look into that if you do. Um, It does not cover theft or cash. So when you look at, um, and the securities as well, I'm not sure how uh, somebody can steal stocks or bonds from a host, but I'm pretty sure it's happened before, which is why it's listed. So it doesn't cover. So if you have cash laying around and it gets stolen by a guest, Airbnb will not cover that. And it also doesn't cover ordinary wear and tear. So, for example, let's say your um, your dishwasher may stop working. They may not cover that. Um, let's say that your Keurig stops working. It probably won't cover that either. So, you know, there's a so there's some ways around that. So for those of you guys who have a home or, you know, you guys may want to leverage Airbnb for your actual house. Um, there are companies out there who do provide not necessarily insurance, but you can pay like a monthly subscription and they'll come out and service things like your washer and dryer. Um, this is something that I, I swear by, um, I know one of the companies I believe is American home shield. Um, they provide something like that. Um, they definitely, they'll, they do AC. So they'll come out and, and, um, service your, your AC unit. I believe they have roofing depending on what tier you choose. Obviously the more, the higher tier, the more stuff that it covers within your, your home. So look at places like that. And if something goes wrong, so, you know, and I'll give you a prime example. When I first purchased my Airbnb, Um, the first thing that happened, like literally the first week, my washer just like started going to crap and it started to leak water out of the bottom. Bruh, I freaked out and I called, I called one of my friends. I'm like, bro, what do I do? I'm over here trying to stay as calm as possible. Um, but literally like my entire back room was flooded 
and I'm a brand new homeowner. And everybody kept saying, welcome to home ownership. Definitely a stressful experience. And this was before I even got my property listed. Well, I wasn't aware of a service like um, somebody like American Home, Home Shield that they provide. And for me, that would have come in so clutch because in that situation, all I would have had to do was call them. They would have come out to service it. And if they can't service it, typically they will replace it. So definitely look at um, companies or services like that to make sure that you protect your investment. Because the difference between you know picking a home or owning a home in Airbnb as opposed to an apartment or you know a complex, you know typically with a complex, they're responsible. They're responsible for for the majority of the repairs that will go on in that unit. Um, but for Airbnb itself, or for, I'm sorry, for um, an actual home and you own that, you're responsible. So if you're going that route, make sure you invest in something that helps you out if some of your appliances stop working because you never want to have an appliance go out and you can't get it serviced for your guests because guess what? That slows down your business and now you're not able to cash flow. So definitely look into those um, those services and that will help you out. And that's all I have for today, guys. Um, again, thank you guys so much for your support. And there are a little bit, a couple of more topics that I do want to cover next week as far as the Airbnb uh, mini series is concerned. If you guys have any topics or any questions that you want covered, please do reach out to me on Instagram. And as always, guys, thank you so much for supporting me. And thank you so much for supporting Econics as a whole. And we will be coming out with super dope stuff. So thanks for checking it out and y'all have a good one. Peace.